0: Zero update for March twenty fourth, twenty nineteen. I'm Floopo Melvin. I'm Patrick Mifflin.
1: I'm Brandon Perkins. I'm Chris Elogi, and I'm Dan Red Victoria. And uh, it's been a
0: hell of a week. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like all of the things happened all at oh. once. <laughs> yep. All of them. Uh, and uh, thanks for a lively news cycle. Uh, but apart from that, well, we've been playing some stuff. Um. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go too deeply into what I've been playing because it's the same thing as the last couple of weeks. So it's DLC 6 here. and uh, that uh, other game, like Doom, it came out in 1993 and it's still awesome. So, mm-hmm. so it's been that. Uh, beyond that,
2: uh, well,
0: not much. <laughs> it's uh, the spring season and I'm feeling it. So, yeah, that's been yeah. great. Uh, so what about you, uh,
2: Pat?
3: Uh, I've just uh, been playing a bunch of Stormblood. I, the Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festivals this weekend, and we've gotten a lot of great information on uh, Shadowbringers, the new expansion coming out this summer. Uh, yeah, I it just renewed my desire to play as much of this game as I possibly can, <laughs> because um, the new expansion is going to be amazing, and everything that I've seen of it just... I can't wait to dive into. And since I started a new character on Gilgamesh uh, a little while ago, I've just been back to the race to level 70, and I'm actually taking part in that right now. I've got my samurai to level 61, and so I'm just grinding Siren Song C runs to try and get a full set of Bart gear because it looks awesome for a samurai. And that's about it. Nice.
2: All right. right. How about you, buddy? Well,
1: uh, as for me, um, well, Anthem obviously is still being played. Uh, I have finished the campaign for that and uh, started working on my review last night, and hopefully we'll have it done before Tuesday. Um, Also, uh, but other than that, the big one this week has been, well, I say this week, but since Friday, (laughs) has been Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. This is the. New game from uh, from software, the makers of Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. You know that particular subgenre that they pretty much invented on their own. Yeah. Um. And, however, unlike those two, Sekiro is very much uh, how to describe it. Uh, okay, so like with the Dark Souls, not Soul- a
3: part of that genre.
1: Well, but let me explain. You know how in the Dark Souls series it's mostly based around defense? Yeah. You know. And with Bloodborne it's mostly based around offense. Mm. Sekiro is mostly based around motion. You see in Sekiro enemies I mean well okay technically enemies do have life bars but you know whittling down their life bars is not the actual uh aim of combat. Um, You can do that sometimes, just whittle down their life bar to nothing, but that's incidental. What you're really trying to do... working
3: harder, not smarter.
1: Yeah. What you really do, and what your combat is aimed at, is managing to disrupt your enemy's posture, you know, to knock them off balance just enough so that you can take them out with one single stab. Um, that's, yeah, that's basically how the, uh, the, uh, combat works. It's lots of, uh, blocking and deflecting, uh, and deflecting in order to knock them off or knock them, you know, backwards or off balance or exhaust them just enough for that key moment that you can stab them. And when you stab them it is about as gloriously bloody as you could hope it was. <laughs> just a big shower, you know, just a you know, a lawn sprinkler of light <laughs> shooting out.
3: Just bathing their plasma.
1: Yeah. Um It is as for like the actual story and everything, it's you're playing, of course, a ninja, uh a shinobi. They actually use the proper term shinobi, mm. uh named Sekiro which is Japanese for the one-armed wolf, because during the game's prologue, uh, the character you're playing as has his left arm cut off, um, mm-hmm. and that left arm is then replaced with a prosthetic, and that prosthetic basically acts as your secondary weapon, which can be changed to different settings. Uh, so far for right now, I've got a uh, one thing that will shoot out shurikens. You know, in just one motion. Yeah. And then I've also got the uh, Shinobi Axe, which basically is like a – that can be used to, like, destroy wooden shields. And also it does a good job of, like, knocking back your opponent. Um, And, of course, there's the grappling hook, um, you know, which is the first and major prosthetic thing you get. Uh, and the game does a really good job of letting you know where you can and cannot use it. Uh, usually it'll give you a little signal, uh, with a white circle, with a second circle within it that will grow out the closer you get to it. And then eventually, when you can just use it, it turns green. Hmm. Now, sometimes, uh, there won't be enough ground between you and there before it turns green, so you'll have to make a little leap of faith, uh but usually it works pretty snap. And the other thing about this game is uh, it's still got... Don't think that just because this game doesn't focus on the type of offense or defense that Bloodborne and Demon's and Dark Souls does, that it's easy. It is not easy. <laughs> it will kick your ass, and it will murder you in 10 seconds flat if you aren't careful. Hmm. Um, and as for like going up against bosses... Uh, Remember again how I said, like, you know, it's not about whittling down your character's life bar like in the other two games? Uh, well, the thing with bosses is they usually have a uh, a larger what's called like a posture bar, which is like the thing that lets you know how much longer the person is, you know, balanced before they're off balance and you can stab them. Uh, the bosses usually have a bigger version of that. And usually they require more than one death blow before they go down. So, like, the first boss you go up against uh, requires two death blows. Mm. And, uh, oh, and the best thing is is that um, the thing is, and part of the reason I'm really just loving the hell out of this game is it really makes me feel like a ninja. Mm. Because... You have to actually play the game, and you have to think like a ninja. So, like, you're in a situation, and there's a bunch of enemies, and you're thinking, okay, if I was a ninja, what would I do in this situation? I could go up and face them all at once, but then they'll mob me, and I'll die. And in then murder seconds. Your guts out. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, okay, well, I got this grappling hook. What if I can sort of try and isolate all of them in like single, in like numbers of like maybe one and two. And maybe I can jump down and stab the guy from the one guy from the air and then take out the other guy afterwards. Hmm. Or, you know, even better, I can just stealthily go around and just not fight them at all,
2: Hmm.
1: which sometimes is a perfectly uh, reasonable strategy at times, especially when you're starting out. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, I mean, g- g- holy crap, it, it is so much fun. And what's also different is unlike say Dark Souls or Bloodborne, uh the combat feels a bit more like it kind it unlike the other games where it kind of does like a sink or swim type thing where it just sort of throws you in, here they kind of give you a more comprehensive lesson on how to do everything. Mm, that's cool. um, Yeah. So it's a bit easier to deal with, but it's still incredibly difficult. Mm. Um, But in a good way. I mean, just the regular combat alone feels amazing. Um, And other than that, uh, I went and got uh, Okami HD uh, downloaded on my PS4, and I'm going to play that some tonight. Mm. So uh, that's what I've been doing. Chris, what about you?
4: Uh, Yeah, so... I mentioned on Let's Weekend that I got Fallout 76 uh, for just under four bucks. Oh, so yeah. I streamed it yesterday, mm-hmm. and it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shock! I was not surprised when uh, the Xbox One uh, Xbox One's OS kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so it installed fine on Friday night. I uh, said so it was ready to play, and I woke up in the morning. It's like, all right. I'll- play a little bit before we stream. I was going to aim for 2 p.m. to stream. Uh, and I'd be like, hey, you need to free up some space for this update. It's like, what update? Because <laughs> uh, I didn't mention any of this the night before when I would have freed up the space so I could download it. Uh needed to download a 55 gig update. <laughs> uh, it sunk, sunk my idea to stream pretty early. So I ended up pushing that to about 8 o'clock. Damn. And... Played a little bit beforehand. Uh, basically got out of the vault and did a little bit of stuff. And the stream itself went okay. Uh, there was a weird where my Elgato just freaked out hmm. like 30 minutes in, which kind of fits perfectly with the game.
3: Yeah. Oh my god, he's playing <laughs> uh, Fallout 76?
4: <laughs> uh, and especially because the uh, the like thumbnail I used, that is the first thing you see when uh, Fallout 76 starts up is essentially like a like a TV style, you know. Testament. Uh yeah. Of mm-hmm. like, hey, hold on a second. Mm. Uh there might be some issues here. <laughs> kind of thing. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can find it. Uh yeah, please stand by kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, oh this fits perfectly. <laughs> um and yeah, the I got Fixed again. I just stopped the stream and started it up again uh, once I got it fixed, and just played a bunch more. And it's okay. It doesn't run well. Mm-hmm. This is on an Xbox One X, theoretically the best possible console version there could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it hitched a lot. Uh, a couple times there's there's an event I was doing where I had to escort a Mister Handy. Uh, to a specific location to deliver a message, and I'd be just you know falling right behind him just in case something attacks. I was assuming, mm-hmm. and he would just warp ahead like twenty feet uh, on occasion, and mm-hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't like lag on my end. It didn't feel like it felt like the servers were not able to keep up with whatever was going on, and occasionally the frame rate would just. Drop for a little bit uh, when nothing much was going on. Hmm. And it's like, maybe this game is too big for what their servers can handle. Because I think the map size is supposed to be about four times what Fallout 4's map is.
2: Hmm. Totally and
4: And they don't have that many people on a server. It's like maybe 24 or 32. Yeah. So you don't see people all that often. And there are no NPCs in the game, so... There's really, like, it's kind of just lifeless around. Uh, You mostly pick up uh, holotapes to get, like, messages for quests and such. Hmm. And so, like, the early stuff, you're following the overseer for the vault. Uh, And, like, they're guiding you through, like, here's, you know, what a camp looks like uh, with all the crafting stuff around it and storage things. And I can definitely tell they've put a lot of work into that part of it uh because the uh, the storage you're able to store like a lot of stuff in there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a lot of like collecting resources and such uh, for the crafting. And along the way, like as you do quests and such, you get uh, recipes and plans for new things to make and new like food and drinks to make. Um, yeah, like the recipes all Fallout stuff. Uh, you mm-hmm. kind of have cosmetic armor. And just regular armor that's like your actual stat stuff, yeah. so I have like this weird uh like I forget what it's called it's like uh like as you know a retro style like skirt outfit hmm. kind of thing, but I had like a a ranger outfit that I have. I got some other outfits I picked up uh but the weird thing is just the game it's like when you play regular fallout uh there's like a finite amount of resources, even though there's just a shit ton of it on the map. Yeah. Uh, here there's a lot of places that you go to pick up stuff and it refreshes every so often so like the, the need for me to kind of pick up everything I see because it might be useful later is kind of starting to wane a bit hmm. uh, because I've got more than enough resources and it just respawns uh, at least outside of like health like health aid stuff uh, ammo and that sort of stuff that I want to definitely pick up uh, because right now I have very, I'm very low on bullets,
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, because I used a lot of them taking on some events that were probably a little too high level for me. Yeah, uh, and the and so there's no vats. In, it's the Bethesda way. Yeah, there's no vats like in the traditional sense. It's a lock-on system, hmm. and so that uses up your AP as you lock on and take shots with it, and it kind of just makes things a lot easier, but also. Uh, it's pretty easy to get over encumbered and not really notice it for the most part Uh because you kind of use the ap to uh move while over encumbered mm. you kind of move keep moving at normal speed but you're losing ap and just like every like 30 seconds you're just like why the hell am i going so slow and you look down yeah. it's like oh yeah. i'm out because i'm over encumbered and so i kind of have to keep going over to uh uh, a, a stash that I have and just loading it up.
3: Encumbrance is far and away the worst mechanic ever introduced to RPGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It really is.
4: Yeah, I I definitely get it for like uh a means of like not keeping you from like literally picking up everything in the world. Uh but like having a good way of like stashing it in like a box that travels all over the place.
2: Mm-hmm. Which
4: Fallout seventy six does have Uh, And they have plenty of places around that are kind of intended for being potential like camp sites you can make and like take over and make it yours Hmm. uh, like red rockets and all that sort of stuff. Um, But I ended up just building a little area out in the woods behind uh, one of the churches, Mm -hmm. the early church you get to. And yeah, it's, they have a lot of community stuff in there. I, I always have a problem just pulling up the, uh, the, the pit boy to manage inventory. Cause I'm used to every other game where it's like you press the, the touchpad or the back button or whatever to pull up your inventory. Mm -hmm. And here it's always like B, B or Mm -hmm. circle. And so I keep hitting like the, the back button. And it's like, no, that puts you in third person (laughs) mode. Uh, then I go like, okay, uh, press the start or whatever it is, the hamburger button. Mm -hmm. Um, and that brings up your map, which then you can see like where other people are at. And there are some people playing this game for a long time, because i sent people with like 100-plus uh, levels on them. Uh,
3: the people who got into that game really got into it, I know.
4: Hmm. Yeah, they put a decent amount of content in there, but a lot of it is, you know, kind of you go here, you kill the enemies, yeah. pick whatever items, and yeah, usually yeah. there's a whole tape like, telling you, like, oh, yeah. hey, thanks for doing this, or... You know, giving you the next step of whatever you're doing. Uh The event stuff's a little bit just confusing at times. Because uh, mm-hmm. as soon as I got out of the vault, I got the, oh, there's a nuke that's going to be dropping, get to shelter. And I didn't pick up on any, I was like, what what the hell's going on? <laughs> Tried to go back into the vault and it wouldn't let me. Uh And then I just, the timer ran out nothing happened. Was, but, which I figured out later is there's a specific area of the map that gets hit by whoever i guess has control of the nuke at the time Hmm. which is usually in some part of the map it's not anywhere near me but they don't like you don't have like a mini map or anything like so you can see or you do have a mini map but you don't like notice know like where that's hitting unless you pull up the map itself so i just kept seeing its uh notifications about this stuff i was like ah it's probably not hitting here i don't really care i don't really know what happens if you do get hit by it but there's a an achievement for like getting hit by one. Mm. Uh, so huh. I'm like I'm almost like tempted to be, uh, like try and find out wherever it's gonna be at and run into it. Because mm. uh, I think the only thing you lose is your junk, mm. which is all the stuff you get for like crafting purposes. Uh, Nothing really all that vital. You keep your health and. See, I thought uh, you weapon. were
3: making a radiation joke there.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to see what the hell it looks like. Uh. Because I keep seeing the notifications, and they keep notifying you about like events that are going on. There's like a a themed event going on now, centered around like Mardi Gras. Mm. Uh, I forget what it's called specifically, but they have like special cosmetics that you can buy uh, themed to that. And, like, they are all kind of just not really interesting. The cosmetics, because uh, there's like outfits, uh, hairstyles, special like animations for the photo mode. Uh, like frames for the photo mode, avatars,
1: mm-hmm.
4: which from what I can see, everybody just uses the default one. Yeah. i um, like a weirdo that has... Well, I picked up the free one and then it automatically made that my default one. Then I changed it to something else. Mm. Um, and yeah, like the... I don't know. I, it's, just, it's just a very weird game. It's like there's some neat stuff about it. Uh, being able to work with other people, but then... I was pretty sure at some points I was getting shot at by other people. Yeah. Uh, I had one guy just run up to my campsite and like start swinging at me, but I was under level 5, so you can't get attacked by them at that point. Yeah. <laughs> he realized that and just ran off. <laughs> uh, there was one session, I think just the session I was playing a little bit after the stream, and as I was quitting, I just sat in uh, the chair in my my little campsite area, and there's a dude, this like 102 level dude, just walked in, looking around, like. Pull out the hit the Xbox button close game. I was like, okay, I don't know, I don't know what that nope. guy's gonna see. <laughs> I was already gonna be quitting anyway, but he just hopped mm-hmm. in. And I don't think he was being gonna be killing me or anything. I think he just wanted to see what uh a level like five or six player was hanging out in. Which I just made like a basically like a shack. And like kinda is built into the hillside. Uh, it like clips into the hillside, and so I had to put the door on one specific side of that wall uh, because the other side it couldn't open because it just glitched into the ground. <laughs> uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't even like in crouch mode, couldn't get out of the door. So that's I had to put it on the other side. To... <laughs> uh, that's the kind of stuff I actually like about their games. Like right, I built it in a fucked up place. <laughs> it's all my mm-hmm. problem actually because uh, I wouldn't want them to be like, oh, you can't build a place here uh, because the hillside isn't perfect uh but yeah i put like i put some like farming stuff there uh like a couple of carrots and some other stuff that just continually grows uh and i'll probably have to take it out because i'll have too much of that shit Um mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of like survival stuff it's not there's some of the cool fallout stuff is not in there but uh some of it is it's i don't it's not it's a real weird game oh yeah for three uh, bucks,
0: I mean, I guess that's yeah.
4: okay. <laughs> yeah, I, get, I got three bucks worth of fun out of it mm-hmm. so far, and I definitely want to put some more time into it because they have, like, lots of challenges. Uh, really enough, like, caps are, like, the one weird resource that's scarce. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, and to, like, warp around the map of fast travel, you have to use that depending on how far it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, So I've been reluctant to use that unless I really need to. Uh, if you're over encumbered, you can't fast travel at all, which has been my experience of just running across the map, hoping I don't, uh, trip up any ghouls or, uh, dogs or whatever. Uh, but I can in fact, uh, confirm that you cannot pet the dogs in Fallout 76. (laughs) So, uh, there was one, there was one daily quest. It has like daily weekly quests, uh, and a lot of stuff that's a lot of it since it's like Mardi Gras themed. It's a lot about doing stuff while you're drunk. I you yes. don't really have much in the way of uh, alcohol. So, and it's like a lot of specific stuff, too. Uh, someone's like, oh, you got to get loaded on moonshine and kill enemies. And it's like, yes. I have no idea how to make it or get it. I could probably look it up. Somebody probably knows where where the respawning stash is and somewhere on the map. But uh, yeah, lots of little weird stuff. And it does not it's real hard to follow some of the quests. Because uh, there's one that was just like, "Hey, listen to this tape," and I kept clicking on it, wouldn't load it. Eventually, worked. Uh, but there's a lot of times I like I go to mine stuff, and I'm like, "Am I mining it, or is it just being?" Is the the server just <laughs> farting right now? Uh, I don't know. It's it's a real weird game. Uh, but they did just put out a bunch of new content for I guess like in-game people. Uh, and the one and one of the weird things I saw is there's like a pacifist mode. But it doesn't make any sense the way they describe it. Uh, but it says I can't attack other players, but they can attack me. If Dude. I turn it on, mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what?
3: Hard pass.
4: <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't understand what this means. Because uh, I was going to turn it on just so I could do stuff and not have to worry about people killing me, but I never had to worry about that too much. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an alright game. They'll probably keep, they'll probably keep working on it, and get to a decent place. Uh, but yeah, I was, it was worth the three bucks for it hmm. and I'll probably play a little bit more of it. Uh, probably the best thing it'll do is make me want to keep playing more fallout four. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about jerks and I can collect all this stuff and it actually mean something. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, uh, also been playing witch and hero three, okay. uh, which is on the three DS. It's the third game in this like weird. Uh, Ease style, like, uh, RPG kind of game, where basically you have uh, Witch and Hero, Mm -hmm. the two main characters. It's the same ones from the other games, though now they have kids. I think they call them Little Witch and Little Hero. Mm -hmm. Um, And somehow, I forget what the the story is, but they uh, get taken away. And so you're kind of uh, back to fighting again. The witch is still a statue. Mm-hmm. That you have to keep collecting blood from the enemies you beat to uh, revive long enough to do like a spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ones I have are just uh, a simple like fire fireball spell, and one that is uh, wind, which kind of spins around in circles, so you kind of do a bit more general damage mm-hmm. uh, when you got enemies sort of swarming you. And uh, I just got to the point where we got little hero back, so now I can control two players. Uh independently if I want. Uh usually I don't want to do that. So I can have one just follow along uh and take out enemies nearby where I'm at. Uh which is neat. Uh and you kind of just end up just grinding a lot, uh getting more money and experience and buying upgrades to make yourself more powerful, uh so you can do some more grinding and keep at going until you max it out and then beat so the So you all. can kill better. Mm-hmm. So you can last longer in the levels that are kicking your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and get more experience and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, that's been pretty fun. I got it for about two bucks. Uh, but they just started releasing the, them on the Switch. With the first one, just came out this week as well. Uh, five bucks each. Uh, you get a good bit amount of uh, play time out of them. I think it's like been twenty to thirty hours for me on the, the th- each version on the 3DS. So should be pretty similar on the Switch itself. And uh, I wasn't playing more Emerald Shores, doing more weird shit that is in that game. Mm-hmm. I killed the devil. Uh, so you know how in Super Mario Brothers 3, like enemies will just uh, show up on the map, and you, yeah, they create like little one-time encounters?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, it's kind of that, except he was just flying all around the map. Mm-hmm. So I was going back to the house to get a power-up, and just ran into him. Mm-hmm. And he is level 70, so he has like 15,000 HP. And I would do like 10 or 11 at a time. So I had to learn the patterns because I couldn't quit out because he would just start out right near me again, would just immediately start another fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to figure out how to beat the devil, uh, figure out his patterns, and it was pretty simple all told. It's just execution because uh, he just kind of rises up and down, does like one attack that does like twenty damage, and I think I had 130 total mm-hmm. HP. So it's not too many attacks you can take. So you have to learn how to use the the jump that gets you extra. Uh, lift out of it when you you know, jump off of an enemy. Hmm. And uh, I eventually beat him. Uh, the best thing about it... hit
0: points when you're doing 10 at a time. Yeah, that took a while.
4: <laughs> yeah, it takes a few mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, and especially because there's also... Uh, if you listen to the audio, uh, you can hear coming, uh, there's like a wall of lava that rises up out of the ground, and these spikes that you see up at the top just fall down. Hmm. Those do like 25, 30 damage. Oh. So you especially have to do this uh, a whole, like, sequence of, you know, jump on him, uh, do some damage, quickly get off, hang out on the platforms outside of the range of these two things, and then jump back on when they're done. hmm Uh, yeah, there are a couple times I died with, like, 10 HP left on the devil. Mm. I was like, oh, I just needed a couple more hits. Oh, fuck. Uh, but I eventually figured it out. I liked I liked when you die, because it just puts it on the screen, devil, <laughs> uh, instead of, like, you died. Uh... Some real stupid, but uh, yeah, that game That game is pretty good it's uh definitely still not great, but it's it's got some neat stuff too, and does uh some things like one of the stages I was trying to beat uh essentially is a like it's called dry dry desert, or essentially uh you're in like a inhospitable area, mm-hmm. so you have like a water meter now, and it's uh dip, it just keeps draining. And if it goes to zero, you start losing health. And so you have to keep getting into these water, uh, little water pools uh, to refill that. And then trying to take out enemies if you're trying to level up or you know just get to the next water pool safely. Because uh, otherwise you're going to get fucked if you f- screw around for too long. Uh, that was a pretty neat like twist level. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty decent game. Uh, probably play a little bit more. But uh yeah. That's been uh kind of it. How about you, Dan Rip?
5: Um yeah, man. Um, uh, I've been playing um Blaster Master Zero two, uh which was just announced during the um Switch Indie Direct over GDC. And um it's, it's pretty awesome. It's the sequel to Blaster Master Zero, which came out during launch, uh, which was pretty much just a follow up to the original Blaster Master games on the NES. Um whereas Blaster Master Zero um kind of felt like um a love letter to the original games, Blaster Mm -hmm. Master Zero 2 feels like a real step forward. Um, I don't know if you guys saw much of the video, but when I was playing the original Blaster Master Zero, um, I felt like I was playing a souped-up NES game, whereas with Mm -hmm. Blaster Master Zero 2, it feels like a a Blaster Master game on Super Nintendo. Um, So I've I've, I've gone through maybe about an hour of it, and it's pretty darn hard. Um, Not really in the sense that um, the enemies are insane, but... It's the fact that they throw so many at you. Oh. Um, the first boss is pretty much like um, just enemy after enemy after enemy, and it's like when's this going to end? Um, and then once you um, actually conquer them, like you know, it definitely feels good. Um, the gameplay feels a whole lot more responsive than I remember it being. Um, and when you're in the little ship thing, um, the the platforming gets a little uh, floatier. But um yeah, I'm definitely enjoying what, what, what I've played so far and um yeah, it's definitely a testament to how good the Sunsoft game actually really was. Um and also like the cool thing about this game is that the fact it's, it's no one knew about it. Um well, well, when they showed it in the in the presentation, I was like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on this game." And I was like, and they were like, "Oh, it's available now." So I was like, yeah, as soon as I saw that video, I went ahead and hit these up hit these guys up for a code and there it was. So wasn't a surprise. Nice. Um, I also got a code for uh, the Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel, Decisive Edition. Um, I'm not allowed to say whether it's good or not, but well, you know, all you have to do is look at my review of the previous of the of the it, original. It, to uh, it is gameplay. Trails of Cold Steel. <laughs> trails of Cold Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much nothing has changed. Uh, if anybody played the Steam version, basically all they did there was add a turbo mode. And, uh, oh dogs. Well, um, that was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um and they added more voices to each of the dialogue so um it feels more complete in that regard like one of the most common um complaints about the game was during cutscenes not every word of dialogue was spoken.
2: Yeah.
5: Look, they, they they get a little closer here. I don't know if they did it with all of them but um yeah, not that far yet, but so far they've done it with every uh part of the game. I haven't gone particularly far, but again, I've already played this game so there's really nothing mm-hmm. new. To- Um, I've also been playing some Tetris 99 and, um, I haven't been playing as much as I would like. Uh, I've been doing some commuting back and forth to San Francisco and with that, I use our train system and I was like, oh yeah, I can't play Tetris 99 on the train because I can't be online 24 seven. So (laughs) what I did there was I played some Puyo Puyo Tetris and I got a good game. Yeah. Also a great game. Um, I, I played some marathon mode and went through a complete marathon like three times during in during the commute so I think Tetris 99 made me a better Tetris player but mm-hmm. of course as, as soon as I get back into to Tetris 99 I feel like a piece of shit so <laughs> you know there's that because yeah, then you get immediately murdered <laughs> yeah Um. anyway, uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail with what I played um, at GDC, especially since we have the uh, Switch presentation to talk about. But the games that I did play that weren't in that were um, Kunai. Um, It's an indie game made by Turtle Blaze, and it's pretty much a Metroidvania. Um, It starts off with a computer uh, with a PC talking to a laptop, and they're making this crazy invention inside this tank. And the tank breaks, and it, it ends up being... Um, a tablet, which you control, and your tablet can shoot people. Um, it'll fire lasers. Eventually, if you find these hook shots, which really give it um, a nice uh, platforming feel. I mean, the game is pretty much a Metroidvania, but the grapple hooks definitely change everything there. And they're really just plugs, which is pretty awesome. Hmm. Um, got through the first boss. It was, it was it was a pretty easy fight, but I definitely look forward to um, playing more of this game when it actually comes out. Um, I also played some Days Gone over at the Sony booth. Yes, Sony actually had a booth there. And um, uh, there there wasn't really much to do, mainly because I didn't know what I was doing. I was just following the map. Um, and eventually I come into a horde of zombies and I get near them and... Yeah, they're chasing me, so I run away. And it turns out, unlike most zombie games I've ever played, these zombies run after you, and they run fast. So I got <laughs> to it about four times before I decided, all right, that's enough. There's no one to talk to me through this, so I'm just gonna wait till it comes out. Um, okay. But this is definitely one of the um, better-looking games I've played on the PS4. And you know, as we all know, like um, Sony's exclusives all look really, really nice. Oh yeah, but Days Gone looks fantastic as well. So hmm. I can't wait to dive into this world. Um and then lastly from what I played there I played this PSVR game called Trover Saves the Universe. Um it's developed by Squanch Games and written by Justin Royland from Rick and Morty. So you mm. kind of know what to expect there. It's a bunch of uh, just absolute craziness. Um what I like about this one is that um aside from uh you who uh Trover always makes fun of, you also have the ability to use him and you can move around um the plane like a tr- like a typical um uh, platformer and then the way um you actually traverse from screen to screen is by hopping on some sort of um transporter platform and from there it just it just gets crazy. You can kill people with lightsabers, call them bitches, kill things that are already dead and kill them some more. <laughs> it's a really mundane crazy game and it's you know only Justin Royal and, and uh you know the guys of Art Rick and Morty can have this kind of uh, experience and I'm looking forward to when this game comes out too. So, um, this one doesn't actually have a date, but we know it's this year sometime. Yeah. So yeah, I look forward to it and mm. that's about it. All right. Cool. Yeah.
0: Some good stuff there for everybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so let's get to the switch indie stuff. Uh, we already like to talk br- briefly about blaster master zero two, which it was like, Hey, we're
5: announcing this. Oh, Hey, it's out. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's weird. Yeah, we'll have a review out when I'm ready. This game's pretty hard, so it'll take a while. Yeah,
0: but they've gone 16-bit now, so at least there's, they've got yep. that going for us. Uh, yeah, it looks, looks great. Um, out now, buy it. Uh, so
3: what
5: else did we see? What's yeah, the price,
3: price tag on that? $10.
2: Um, great.
5: God damn. It worth it. $10. Hmm.
3: Don't Hmm. mind if I do. Yeah, just
0: half the price of the original one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: So uh let's see, what else we got here? We got Blood coming out this summer, which I'm not familiar with.
1: Nope.
4: Uh, yeah, it's like a Western game. Yeah. Okay.
0: No. Alright, okay, uh for the Red Dead fans maybe, I don't know.
4: Yeah.
0: know,
3: <laughs> so I can see that, it becoming a trend.
0: Yeah. Uh so uh Cadence of I Hy- of High Crypto the Negro Dancer.
1: Uh Yeah, yep. Uh this is a uh sort of Nintendo putting some of their IPs onto uh an already established IP. So it's, you
4: know. it's a it's a rhythm roguelike yep. uh yeah. game that's uh they're putting now like a, a bunch of remixed like legend of zelda songs in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you can play as uh Link and Zelda. Mm-hmm. Uh it'll have a lot of like the same kind of uh Zelda imagery and all that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's gonna be out this spring. It's a neat yeah. little uh
5: this was, um, tw- this was the finale of the uh Switch Direct. And yeah. you know what's what's really big about this one, aside from the fact that yeah, it's probably the second Zelda game we're getting this year. Or mm-hmm. probably first of two coming out this year. What's significant here is that, you know, Nintendo is trusting uh a Canadian indie um to handle like one of their biggest IPs. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's no more rules.
3: Yeah, it really gives me a lot of hope that as an as a part time indie developer myself, you might say uh, that I might be able to um, have the opportunity to work on a established franchise because there's a there's a laundry list of them that I would be I would love to have a hand in you know restoring <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: and this kind of um, I, and I think this goes for the. Goes for indie developers in general. It gives us a lot to aspire to.
2: Hmm.
4: and yeah, it's nice that like Nintendo is being a little looser with their IPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Zelda has been very much kind of stuck up for a long time until like Breath of the Wild.
1: For a uh, very kinda... good reason, uh, hmm. because yeah. we remember what happened the last time they allowed someone else to use the Zelda IP.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, that didn't go well, did it? Phillips.
5: That was before Capcom, though. Yeah,
3: Capcom yeah. did right by it. Yeah, yeah. So,
5: uh, so that looks
0: pretty good. And then we had uh, let's see, Creature in the Well, which is coming out this summer.
4: Yeah, that is. Let me see. It's a top-down pinball inspired, inspired hack and slash dungeon crawler.
0: That looks just throw all of the things together. Oh. Yeah.
4: Nice. Uh, and that'll that be out this more summer. Than
5: I can think of right now. <laughs> yeah.
4: That very much seems like up in Phil's kind of neck of the woods.
0: Yeah, yeah. if I had a Switch, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, which I don't, Uh, so that's a problem. Well, maybe this is out on other things. I don't know. Uh, What else have we got here? Well, Cuphead. Um, This is an interesting one because uh, we know that Switch sales have kind of been slowing. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, my, my guess is that they're putting Cuphead on the Switch so that people will throw their Switches in frustration, causing them to have to buy more Switches.
4: Yeah, they <laughs> will be right there with uh, the switch light. Yeah. <laughs> something some new like, switch model is supposed to be coming out later this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: because well, yeah, well. if you'll notice, uh, if you go to the, to the online stores, um, stock of switches is a little on the on the mm-hmm. sparse side right now, which is usually telling of a impending refresh. So, that's interesting in itself. What's more interesting is it has Xbox
5: Live integration. Yep.
4: It will after a few months. They said they're. Adding that in after launch, yeah. yeah. So that's this was actually
5: the, the first announcement of the presentation, and during it, they were like, "Oh yeah, well, we just want to thank our friends at Microsoft." And yeah, that'll cause some waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
0: you, you know, they're
5: playing, they're playing th- very seems, nice.
0: They're they're playing very nice together, but it seems to me like uh, I have a feeling that by the end of the year, uh, Nintendo Online is just going to be run by Microsoft. That would be great. They would yeah. love that. Yeah. Because, um, uh yeah, I mean they do know how to do that at least, so mm-hmm. you know would be worth it. Uh let's see. We in May we have Darkwood.
4: Um Yeah, I believe that is a horror game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Survivor Survivor Horror Game in East Central Europe. Uh force possessed by unknown evil, forces that corrupt all the inhabitants of the woods, people, animals, and even the plants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that's out in May. And I looked it up, uh, creature in a well is also gonna be coming to Steam. Yeah. Or at least PC. I, know if... hmm.
5: I didn't know exactly what it was. I wanted to Google it, but I probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, I would advise against that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh then we
0: have a Katana Zero, which is uh April eighteenth.
4: Yeah, uh, that is the new devolver digital game.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh it is yeah, it's kind of uh Ninja gaiden style kind of uh assassin uh action platformer uh-huh. kind of thing. That's gonna be out on the eighteenth. Uh same day at April eighteenth, same day as Cuphead. Yeah
0: uh and soon we have uh my i think also from devolver digital in june we got uh, my friend pedro
4: uh, yeah and that's oh, that yeah. weird uh action game like a little bit of like john woo in it where you're uh doing a lot of like jumping and rolling actions and uh usually in slow motion as you set up really cool kind of yeah. trick shoots yeah uh that'll be out
5: in june seems like it's gonna be system exclusive to switch yeah yeah, my friend Pedro looks very devolver digital.
0: It's totally devolver digital. Yeah. It looks great though. It's one of those games that's like, okay, I can kinda see where they're going here. This is probably going to be a lot of fun in short bursts. Uh so we'll see.
4: And it involves like a sentient banana. Yep. Yeah. Being involved in this.
0: Because why not?
4: Devolver yep. <laughs> digital.
0: Yeah. Uh then NeoCAD, uh suburb.
4: Yeah, uh, and that's uh it says you're like a future, futuristic game where you are essentially uh, an Uber driver. Mm-hmm. In a, let me see if you find that. Okay. Yeah, it's an emotional survival game about staying human in a world disrupted by automation. Lena the Last Human Driver on the neon-drenched streets of Los Ojos, California. Interacts with a diverse cast of characters with individual story arcs. Uh Yeah, you're, you're a rideshare driver and uh maybe trying to find uh your... Uh, best friend who's gone missing, uh, all while trying to like raise money to keep living and all that stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And that'll be out this summer.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. And we got uh, well, Nuclear Throne. I think this game's been out on pretty much everything at this point.
4: Yep, it's uh, a Valmier game, and they announced a suite of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is out today. That's the roguelike uh, game with a ton of different guns in it.
2: Yeah,
4: uh, that is a uh, really cool really cool uh game
0: yep so that's overland that's coming in this fall yeah um,
4: that's the like turn-based strategy game uh you are kind of survivors in like a post-apocalypse uh, road trip across the u.s yeah uh, and, like lots yeah. of weird shit can happen i've seen the developers like putting out like little videos of bugs and shit uh it has a really nice hard style to it mm. so uh because yeah, it's number... kind of it mm-hmm. kind of looks like uh you know into the breach has kind of smaller areas yeah. for each battle this is like what it does it kind of mm-hmm. presents like the scenarios as like these little areas okay. uh with like enemies on it uh maybe cars you can route through for loot and such mm-hmm. uh yeah kind of uh, uh trying to do new like runs through the game
0: yeah uh, a couple of summer releases uh pine and rad uh, yeah pine published- is the
4: uh, Double Fine game. Yep. Uh, which I was initially annoyed because I was like, oh shit, they're remaking that fucking mech game from the PS2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, it's just a fucking roguelike. But it's a, it's a Double Fine roguelike. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a really cool kind of punk post-apocalyptic style to it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is one
5: of the games I played. Um it was pretty cool. Um you get to choose uh different characters and they have different weapons. And yeah. um the, the one thing I really liked about it was the fact that the um the combat felt really, really good. Like uh, a lot of roguelikes sometimes, you know, when you um go ahead and hack and slash enemies, um the the, the cooldown timer is pretty pretty bad this you can just go ahead and keep attacking and i'm I'm guessing it's different for every character but it just felt good to um kill enemies and collect their loot um i liked i liked it better than diablo to be honest Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah. and i believe
4: that is the the lead on that game is Lee petty Mm -hmm. who did a bunch of cool stuff for uh double fine trying Mm -hmm. to look up what else he did Mm -hmm. uh yeah he he was a director on brutal legend and broken age uh, as well as Project Leon, Stacking, Autonomous, and Headliner. Mm-hmm. So he's got a really good track record of stylish games.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have here. We have the Red Lantern, which comes out later this uh, year.
4: Oh yeah, fine. Yeah, that- we forgot to talk mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a Congregate game.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, it's an open-world adventure with uh, a bunch of different biomes to explore, puzzle solve, secret discover. Uh, Yeah, it kind of seemed a little bit like uh, maybe inspired by uh, maybe a little bit of uh, Zelda and maybe The Witness
2: mm.
4: uh, in there. Uh, but yeah, like different kinds of creatures and such, but a lot of management of inventory and uh, survival stuff, all that sort of stuff, such. Mm. Uh, looks pretty cool. It's going to be out in August. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Red Lantern? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, that is uh let me see where it's on here. It's basically a sort of like narr a narrative roguelike based around resource management where you're playing like a team of sled dogs that are trying to find their way back home.
4: Hmm. Yeah, it's honestly it's based on it's based on the I did a rod race. Yeah. yeah. Uh and you're kind of uh leading this pack. and Occasionally have like bears and uh weather and all that sort of shit happen. So
1: Balto, it it's Balto
4: yeah it's a it's,
1: yeah it's, it's ball
4: <laughs> and that's out later this year on switch
5: yeah i mean in my opinion that one had the coolest trailer and then when they started talking about it i was like oh no so it's a better looking don't starve which i hated so <laughs> with dogs mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah so we got that uh
0: july 4th to tie in with uh stranger things uh season three we have stranger things three the game uh um,
4: mm-hmm. yep
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh and that's like a an isometric kind of action uh, beat 'em up game, yeah, uh, which certainly feel feels uh like a pretty good tie in. Uh, hopefully, it should be better than like your typical licensed game, especially for like the era of where they're yeah. representing.
0: Yeah, well, the last couple of Stranger Things games on mobile have actually been pretty good. So, um,
4: yeah, and I, mean, I believe this developer has Google. done some good stuff as well. Yeah, I'm trying to so. look up what they did. Oh yeah, they did the Stranger Things game on mobile.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm. Uh, let's see, what else have they made in the past? Uh, uh, a bunch of mobile stuff.
0: Yeah, just mobile stuff. And this is their first console. Well, it has like really Demon
4: Stone, Hero Academy Two,
5: uh-huh. the Incorruptibles, Cave Mania, Monster Crew. Mm. I just really hope it's not a it's, it's not a cash tie-in. I mean, it, it, it looked like a miss mash mess but i don't know i might just get it for the fact that if it if it has good co-op it could be cool for my family to play but that's about yeah.
4: it yeah mm. it has uh what says here drop in drop out local co-op
5: yeah i like that mm.
2: yeah,
0: looks all right i mean yeah. probably won't be that expensive so yeah. hopefully
2: yeah
4: so we'll see uh
0: then uh, later this april we have super crate box
4: yep that is a, a classic super kind of mobile game Mm-hmm. uh from Blambeer, uh very much kind of a an arcade style game yeah sort of single screen trying to take out enemies uh with your guns uh, there's a good variety of guns as well in that game and uh yeah they have co-op and multiplayer modes if you want that uh it's a game I first played on playstation portable mm. it was one of the PSP minis yeah uh that was a lot of fun That's a great box huh
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, that's, that sounds like something Loot Crate would come up with.
4: Mm. It's like a very mobile game. Yeah. Uh, mobile game name before mobile games ran out of names. Yeah. Just like Blank of Blank mm. or Blank Idol yeah. or whatever. Mm.
2: Or
0: Circle Sphere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we have Swim Sanity uh, for the summer, naturally. Yeah.
4: Uh, uh, that is a. Let's see. It's very much at the bottom. Uh, Decoy Games is a I was multiplayer underwater shooter, action pack co-op and versus game modes, uh, online and local multiplayer, and uh, more than 150 challenges across eight modes. And you have classic dual stick controls and motion aiming.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dual stick shooting. I, yeah, I do like those every now and then. So. There's tons of them on the on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. 90 percent of the switch library apparently yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah maybe i exaggerate only and uh then we have a Vlambeer arcade with ultra bugs
4: uh, yes this is uh another Vlambeer game mm-hmm. uh and it's a lot of like little bite-sized mini games they're putting in this along with ultra bugs which is a game they've been teasing for a little while uh, i believe it's a shmup mm-hmm. uh and it's- I know it for the the great uh, logo they had at, I think, CES they were showing it off. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to put that in the chat if I can figure out how to. Because um, <laughs> oh, I have the picture I saved off of their Twitter. Hmm. Uh, it's an amazing... Uh, let's see, there it is. There it is. That's hmm. the one they were showing it off, and I hope that's the option you can put on... You can have that showing in the in the game. That's very much a, a Microsoft Paint, <laughs> like, a last minute thing they threw in there. But uh, yeah, I guess there's going to be some more stuff. They haven't revealed all of it yet, but that's going to be out later this year.
0: Hmm. Hmm. It's uh, a very solid presentation, I'd say. Yeah. 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 You know, indies are definitely flocking to the Switch, and it's probably one of the, the strongest aspects of the switch i'd say yeah -hmm.
4: and nintendo hasn't gotten in their way too much yeah so far yeah and
0: so that was the nindy's presentation uh i still think that name is stupid but okay Mm -hmm. uh what else we got here okay uh monday at 5 uh eastern sony is going to be doing a state of play showcase um yeah so ps5 Think we'll see it then,
4: or maybe? No, no I don't think that. No, this is I think it's really... just going to be like a, a direct yeah, kind of right. thing. Yeah, uh, like hey, here's you know maybe show some new trailer for Days Gone, uh, and that they say they're going to showcase upcoming PS4 and PSVR software, mm-hmm. uh, new trailers, new game announcements, and uh, some new footage. All right. And it's going to be at 5pm yeah, they may
3: be putting a t- they may be tying a bow on the PS4 but i don't think we're going to see the PS5 just yet not till next year be,
4: yeah like early next year
3: yeah
4: i think they're yeah. just starting like what they said uh i think last year like uh doing more uh kind of consistent communication mm-hmm. uh in like this kind of package mm.
0: Uh, consistent c- communication would would be nice um, as opposed to no communication. So, yeah, there's um, that.
4: Which I saw people complaining, like in the wake of the Google announcement, like Sony doesn't communicate, and like, boom. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, there you go. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Oh. Pacific.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, tune into the stream and watch that. It should be interesting anyway. Yep. Just hope I, hope, I want to see some more Ghost of, Tushima, of Tsushima, because, yeah. Holy fuck, the decade yeah, I'm good at E3. Yes,
1: yeah. it did. I, I, you know, after getting so, enjoying so much of Sekiro, I want to play that game now too. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, alrighty. So also, I think me?
1: it's the first. Pretty much the only game I know of that actually revolves around the Mongol invasion of Japan.
2: Hmm.
0: I can't think of any off the top of my head, but... Uh,
1: Which, considering, yeah. you know, that ended up turning out really well for Japan, you'd think they'd use it more often, but...
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll uh, wait on that. Uh, won't have long to wait. That's tomorrow. So, or, or today, by the time you listen to this. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, uh, we got. Uh, see, GameStop is not going to be selling PS4 digital codes anymore. Mm. Um, okay, yeah. because Sony
3: isn't offering them to retailers. Nope. Yeah. Uh,
0: I I didn't know that was a thing that people did go to the store to buy a digital code. So you yes. could use like your trade in credit well, for
4: that stuff if you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I never, never did it.
3: There was a lot yeah. of online stuff with it too. Yeah. yeah. So
4: yeah, usually if I did trade ins and I didn't have anything like. To pre-order in mind, I would just get like PSN credit or Xbox Live or Steam or eShop credit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which would not be the the most uh, uh, positive thing the person wanted to happen. <laughs> like, hey, transfer all your credit to an external service. Okay. Yeah. Dope.
1: No, Fuck. Dope. No. 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 Anyways.
0: Uh, so, yeah, for the few people who did uh, do that, well, sorry. Yeah, that's not happening anymore.
1: And the rest of us are like, wait, what?
3: Yeah,
0: That was a thing?
1: So.
3: Yeah, I certainly didn't know about it. Uh, what else have we got?
1: No, uh, I bought so, a few
3: games for friends that way. Yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: no, that, that's because Sony doesn't have the ability to gift anything yep. on the PS4. And so, therein lies the rub. Yeah, yeah, so maybe they'll fix that. I mean, we can only every other console has it except Nintendo.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see here. We got Steam news. Um, I think, uh, yeah, they've like shown off a massive update to the Steam library, mm-hmm. which has been long
4: needed. Yeah, because it looks like uh, it hasn't changed in 15 years right now. That's because it hasn't. <laughs> that's why. I like their weird whole like, here's three different ways to view your library. They all suck. Yes, because mm-hmm. they all have different information they provide. <laughs> yeah, uh, all of it's which like, is interesting. I have four
0: hundred games in my library, and I can't find a damn thing.
4: <laughs> yeah, or like I want to put them in folders, but I got seven hundred games. I don't want to do that. <laughs> do it one at a time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's it's an overhauled library system, uh, especially to be able to surface events, which is uh, really smart because the current system doesn't really do a good job of that stuff. Yeah. You can find some of them on the homepage for the store, but it doesn't really surface back into the library. You're more likely to see the stuff for games, so unless there happens to be like a news story that randomly surfaces on the the news feed under the the game's logo. Yeah. It and, and I think it's like one of the great things about the, the PS4 dashboard is like that events tab. It's like, hey, hmm. here's a bunch of cool events that it's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, and you can see like, oh that game has something going on, I'm gonna go play that then. Hmm. Uh, Steam definitely has a lot of that stuff going on because they have thousands and thousands of games yeah. uh, and this makes it this will make it a lot easier uh, to be able to find that stuff as well as like it seems like they're going to make it a lot easier to sort your games oh, yeah uh, yeah and it'll be a widget dedicated to friend activity, let's see what they're doing uh, it'll make, make into games from here as well uh, yeah. And, uh, it's going to be nice to see. And obviously there's no date. Yeah. it'll
0: uh-huh. Start rolling out. Well, you just update your steam client and it'll just show up. So yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. And yeah, you can use like the same kind of tag system that the store has. Yeah. Uh, which will so. be interesting. You can click on the SJW tab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can also probably block based on tags. So yeah. I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah, here's all the games I should play under SJW. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so that's cool. Um, Sega just kind of confirmed that uh, Judgment is going to come to the West still in, in June, uh, despite the controversy with the voice actors over in Japan. That's still going to happen over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: But they're just replacing uh, that character and the, the model the and putting a, getting somebody new to take over that, which is going to be interesting because they got three months. Yeah. To get this all done.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, three, three months. It sounds like a lot, but uh, I mean, you're only re recording one character's dialogue. Yeah. Uh, so it can be done. But also oh, with but... a
4: whole new character model as well. Yeah. To get back into the cutscenes and all that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's going to be fun. And they've said they're taking down all screenshots and trailers uh, with that character in it mm. uh, from all their official channels, and they're going to be putting out new ones at a later uh-huh. date. Jeez, they just blackballed him, didn't they? Yeah,
3: he's
0: done. That's
4: essentially what Japan does to people that get caught with drugs. Yeah, hmm. they essentially wipe, wipe them from pop culture,
2: hmm.
4: uh, which is really harsh. But that's kind of the culture they've cultivated. Yeah. Uh-huh. So
0: okay, uh, good to know. That's crazy, uh, I mean, like
5: doing something like changing a face should like change development and delay it horribly, but that's still pretty quick.
3: Yeah. That's an impressive turnaround is what it is.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there's a delay, but at least right now they're not jumping on it.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh and the last uh, couple of short stories before we get into the really meaty stuff, uh mm-hmm. Atlas has teased uh Persona Five the Royal. Um yeah. Still amazing. not
4: saying what it is, but Yeah, the, the teaser trailer features a female character
1: mm-hmm. that
4: people are assuming means there's gonna be new fem uh MC.
1: Which was something that they were wanting to do during game development, but they never got around to it. Yeah. But it's also possible that this character will end up like, you know, the uh, additional character they added for Persona 4 Gold. So. Yeah.
5: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, 3 had Fess, 4 had Golden, 5 mm-hmm. should have something, so this could be yeah. it. The yeah. 3 also had Portable. Yeah, yeah. And that's the what added the,
4: character. Yeah, like the whole mm-hmm. second way you could play the game.
5: Yeah.
0: So... Yeah, bring it to Switch, you say, Dan Reb. Yeah, uh,
5: do it. You're putting Joker on the Smash Brothers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, they're advertising
4: yeah. other games
0: with it. Yeah, I'm well, pretty sure every every game's going to end up on Switch at some point. It's it, it seems like the trend right now, and Nintendo is loving every minute of it because
2: uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they haven't had a console success like this since the since the, well the Wii. Yeah, uh, except this one's actually stuck. Yeah, um, yeah, so. Uh next up uh Konami. Remember them? They used to make games. And yeah. I, we'll continue to make that joke. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh 50th anniversary is uh, of the company is coming up soon and uh, they've decided to put out three uh collections, uh, an arcade collection, a Contra collection and a Castlevania collection. Take my money.
1: I'll take one yeah. of each, please.
0: Yeah. I, I I'm afraid
3: that that's that's Yeah, what's I'm, I'm in on that. I'm all yeah. in on
4: that. Okay. <laughs> We're looking at this arcade. Open. Yeah, I <laughs> like looking at this arcade classics collection because it just shows how dumb the names were. Because uh, so they changed depending on the region. Does
3: that have Castlevania in it though?
4: It has uh, Haunted Castle, Haunted Ca- Haunted Typhoon, Castle, yeah. or Ajax, Nemesis, or Gradius. Yeah. Uh, Velkan Venture or Gradius Two, mm-hmm. uh, Life Force or Salamander, mm-hmm. Thundercross, Scramble, and Twin B. So, so, so you're it's, in shmup, it's a shmup
0: collection, except yeah. for Haunted Castle.
4: <laughs> and you can look on. They got like a little bit more information about the games. Uh, yeah, that haunted castle says the arcade version of Castlevania. Yeah. Uh, nice. They also have a bonus ebook uh, with that collection, with new information about the titles, interviews with the development staff, behind-the-scenes insights, sketches, and design documents. Yeah. Uh, Never before revealed to the public.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they got one of those for each of the collections. So.
4: Yeah. The uh, let's see oh. the Castlevania collection. I think they only announced. What four of the games? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like what the first four games?
0: Um. No. Uh. They want the Super Castlevania Four is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh. Castlevania Three, Dracula's Curse, I think is
3: another one. That was a must, uh, especially yeah. with Netflix. Two, the Game Boy yeah. game. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. The
3: better of the two.
4: Okay. Uh, nice. And just four coming soon. Yeah. So I assume it's not going to be Symphony of the Night or Rondo of the Blood, Rondo no. Blood.
0: I guess no, I Simon's not.
4: Quest
1: is also
3: on there. Uh, oh, if they if they yet, retranslate but... Simon's Quest, mm. that would sell copies of it by itself. I think. Mm. Yeah, if it was, mm. if, if they had, were... that game needs a do over on its localization.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. So there's a fan do over that actually exists. So, uh, well, yeah, I guess Konami could. That's go not going to come between own,
3: but... and money. Yeah.
0: yeah. True.
4: Yeah, I would like to see them do like the the SNK collection with uh, multiple versions. Yeah, yeah, like if you could have both versions of Castlevania 2, yeah, uh, that'd be good to see just for juxtaposition, like the two versions of they put original Castlevania on Game Boy, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was, it was a little bit different, but yeah. yeah. Um, um, but and, like uh, wasn't it, what was the Castlevania they put on Genesis Bloodlines? Mm-hmm. Was lines? that basically that better 4? be on there? No. 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 Oh, is that like the other, like every game where it's like, oh, it's a different team.
0: Yeah, uh, a completely different team, okay. and it was a completely
4: different game. <laughs> no sword, no whip swinging.
0: No, uh, that's none of that. No whip tech. No, because one of them has a spear. So
4: should they stick to pre-symphony games on this? I'd imagine they probably would. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, the and they'll come in with like, here's to the Igavania games. Like, yeah. Give us another would. forty bucks for this. Mm. You got all the Game yeah. Boy uh, Advance and DS games and all that.
0: Yeah. Well, they might put one of the GBA games on there. but
4: Maybe they'll say fuck know. you and put the Castlevania 64 on there. Oh, God. And the, the <laughs> PS2 games.
3: You know what? I don't mind that taking up two spots on um on that uh list just to screw over the collectors. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, if they really wanted to screw over the collectors, they'd put the, the Saturn version of Symphony on there. Oh, man. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And we also got the Contra collection, which is early summer 2019. Are they both Caseman and Contra early summer? So, yeah. Uh, we got Contra, Super Contra, Super C, Contra 3, and then four blank spots.
0: Yeah. And you're kind of running out of Contra games. So. There's Contra
4: 4, there's Neo Contra. Yeah. Uh, there's what the the other Contra game was on the PS2. I forget
0: what it's called Shattered Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there was uh there was C a Contra adventure. No, let's not do, let's not do that. Um, there was Contra Legacy of War on the PS One. Well,
4: there was a, the WiiWare not... Contra game, wasn't there? Yeah, there was one. Yep. on the Yep. Maybe they'll which, rescue those games because there was yeah. some of those that are now dead because nobody can get it's... them anymore. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that actually wouldn't be a bad idea for that. I agree. Yeah.
4: And those were M two games. Yeah, that made those so. Uh, there's definitely some good stuff there.
0: Hmm.
4: Uh, if they want to do that,
0: yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. Um, I know I'm probably gonna end up with all three of these.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, take my money.
5: <laughs> there's <laughs> Castlevania:
2: The Adventure
4: is... Rebirth as well hmm. on the Wii U.
3: Yeah,
5: I wonder how many of platinums are gonna have for these.
0: Uh, it's probably just gonna be one platinum for all of them. Ah,
4: forget that. Are there two separate ones for that Requiem collection? No, it's a single platinum. For okay. The yeah. So that's. Okay, you got to get one credit clear on Castlevania, Castlevania 2, <laughs> Super <laughs> Castlevania 4, Castlevania 3, every single Castlevania. As well as the Contras. No Konami code. I use that at. Use the Konami code
5: and you die. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. man. They could get fucked with that stuff. Yeah. They want to. So...
5: Yeah. So uh, there, there's no word for the Konami Anniversary uh, Plinko collection. Uh, no, no, I think they're
3: skipping the uh, the Apache Slot collection. <laughs> uh, I think they just want to put that behind them as quickly as they can. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah, good good stuff. Um, naturally, it's probably going to come out on all of the things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Get it better. Yeah, I, mean. I think
4: it's Xbox One, PS4, Steam, and Switch. Yeah, are all the platforms so. they've announced for twenty bucks for that. Uh, first collection, the arcade collection, and uh, probably the same for the others. That's also April eighteenth. So, yeah, uh, it's cuphead so three
3: collections for the cost of a of one regular game. Yeah, that's outstanding. Yeah, they might bundle. I'm not sure, but I haven't announced yeah. that yet. Oh man. Hmm.
0: So uh, all right. So moving on, we got Final Fantasy fourteen Tokyo Fan
3: Fest, and all will
0: just yes. this over to you,
1: Pat. You got the reins, Pat. Go.
3: So, um, yeah, this was uh, this was a long time coming because uh, they've been more tight-lipped about uh, Shadowbringers than they have been about previous expansions, mm-hmm. and this is the last Fan Festival um, of the development cycle. So uh, we kind of went in expecting full disclosure, and there it was. It exceeded expectations. Um, first of all, the Uh, final intro trailer that we're going to be seeing as the intro to the game uh, was screened, and it um, at this point, because we haven't got 3.56 yet, that drops um, Tuesday morning. Um, It does leave us with more questions than answers. Mm -hmm. But one thing that Yoshida impressed upon everybody was to go back and play the, um, the Crystal Tower story arc if you haven't already, from um, Mordona. So it sounds like there's going to be some tie-ins to that. And um, the place that we're going to be going is actually World of the First, or what's left of it. As um, you find in the um, As Goes Light, So Goes Darkness story arc from Heaven's Heavensward. Um, and you go to a city that is built around its crystal tower. Mm-hmm. So you you kind of wonder if that's the first world's version of Mordona. Yeah. And we'll be um, obviously going more into that. But it, um, its proximity seems to be what saved it from the flood of light that they talk about in As Goes Light, So Goes Darkness. And so that um, that was kind of why they hadn't talked about going to other regions yet, because we're not going to other places in Hydaelyn. We're not going to Thravner. we're not going to Ilzebard. Um, It's just going to be a visit to the World of the First, which is uh, pretty fucking compelling in and of itself, I would have to say. Um, They've introduced Vieira, which was announced um, previously at the Paris Fan Festival, but they've confirmed that it is a female-only race but it's being joined by a male-only race in the Hrothgar, um, which Final Fantasy X fans will know as the Ronso.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: that's also the word that uh, is used for this race on the World of the First. Um, as someone who plays a male Mikote that was not possible in Final Fantasy XI, it feels like something of a step back to bring back gender-exclusive races, but it does mean we get Ronso back, so I'm... I'm rather than just being down on it I'm conflicted. Hmm. Um the second new job was announced and that's dancer which is going to be a ranged DPS that focuses on ra- on throwing weapons. They um they showed chakrams in particular but they didn't want to specify that as the dancer's signature weapon mm-hmm. because that would force them to make every weapon round whereas if you gear it toward throwing weapons in general you could do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. So it'll be um, interesting to see what they come up with for that. Um, I'm still really looking forward to playing Gunbreakers. I, I learned tanking just so I could take that up when Shadowbringers comes out. Hmm. Um, there are differences in terminology between the World of the First. As I mentioned before, you have Hrothgar in the Source World, or World oh. of 14, and then they're called the Ronso in the First. Oh. Um, that tells me that we might see Vanadiel in some form in Final Fantasy 14 eventually because it is definitely another similar world that has different names for the different races and um has a lot of elements that are cut from the same cloth for obvious reasons. So that's something that we can keep an eye on for obviously not Shadowbringers but maybe future expansions. Um another interesting note is that um, the dwarves are the dwarves in the world of the first are Final Fantasy IV dwarves with the helmets, and you know, you can't see anything underneath them. But they they confirmed that underneath the helmets they are Lalafell. which suggests a retcon series wide hmm. and makes perfect sense that the dwarves in the Final Fantasy multiverse would be Lalafell.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
3: um so that was an interesting thing. We didn't get anything new about the twenty-four man uh, near Automata raid uh, yeah. tier, but we did get the um, the high end raid, which is called Eden, and that's where they're bringing on Tetsuya Nomura as a character and enemy designer, which is exactly what he should be doing at Square Enix.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I mean, he you know he finished Kingdom Hearts three now, so yeah. he's so free.
3: <laughs> I, I think. Um, that's going to be a good move for him. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to, he he
1: can, yeah, he can
0: focus on his art and his designs and not actually have to be in charge of anything. Plus he can go back
1: and do more collectible designs as well, which is, you know, what he, you know, maybe he can sign back up with DC to do more, uh, Batman related stuff.
3: Yeah. And I've got one more, uh, news item. I'm just going to be throwing into the, um, into the show notes here, but, um we have the first season two character for Decidia. Uh
2: huh. Oh.
3: Um it's Xenos Ye Galvis, uh from Stormblood, who was one of the people that I had picked to uh be a a DLC character in season one. Um yeah, his trailer is out now and I will get the link to that in the show notes as in um in time for it to go live. But um I was happy to see that and I'm happy to see uh Decidia um, continuing on into its free-to-play era.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah, he'll be... Xenosia uh, Galvis will be playable very soon in the arcades and, I think, April 10th or 11th on console and PC. Mm-hmm. Nice. Alrighty. Uh So that was a hell of a dump. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and that only uh... scratched the surface. I mean, there's so much more going on with uh, Shadowbringers. We could do a whole show about it, but um, Mm -hmm. I just kind of went over the cursory stuff that um, the average listener might want to know about.
1: Now, uh, Mm -hmm. here is here is something Um, because you know in the beginning you were talking about how there's like a gender exclusive uh, races you can play as. Like, okay, the Vieira as female only, I can understand because that was pretty much the only ones we saw in Final Fantasy XII, but I know for a fact that there were female female Ronso in yep. uh, Final Fantasy X. So,
2: uh-huh.
3: so you're joining me calling bullshit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I know for a fact they existed because I played you know blitzball against them. So yep. mm-hmm.
3: and um, male Vieira exists as well in the lore. They just weren't shown. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I I just think that's a step backwards. That it. Um, it if that was still going to be a thing on a um you know, it's kind of strange that they added male Mikote and female Rugadane
1: uh-huh.
3: when uh you couldn't do that in eleven. No. So I don't know. I'm I'm calling bullshit, but I am happy to see us get ronzo.
4: hmm You think that's just gonna be something that changes eventually? I wouldn't be
3: surprised if they fix it in the in the next expansion, but yeah. I don't think we're going to see anything for two years.
1: Does this mean yeah. that, um, with that when that expansion comes out, you'll be able to play as a Ronzo from the beginning of the game?
3: Yes, yeah, as okay. long as you have the expansion. All right. You thinking about starting a new character? Or... I be. As
1: <laughs> soon as I can get back to it. Oh, yeah. Holy crap, if I had a hell of a well, backlog I... to go
3: through. <laughs> you um, You paid for your first month's expansion, right? yeah or your first month's subscription mm-hmm. uh once you make that first um first subscription payment, you'll get an item in your inventory called Fantasia yeah,
1: yeah.
3: uh you use that item, and the next time you log in, you can completely uh redesign your character as any race um any design that you want
2: mm-hmm.
3: so you do have that option as well if you don't want to start a completely new character, but I do want you to start one so you can go to Gilgamesh or Tonberry yeah and uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. putting that out there.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Alright, so let's finally get to uh the what pretty much everybody has been talking about this week, mm-hmm. which was the Google Stadia announcement. Yeah. And uh so we'll go over the, the what they what they told uh everybody mm-hmm. and and then I'll tell everybody why they're completely wrong. Okay. Um so okay, so let's go over what Stadia is first of all cloud gaming. That's not really new. Uh, it's you know they're they're going to sur- stream games over their servers. Uh, yeah. They're going to have uh, up up to four K sixty with HDR over a stream. So that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, if you have the <laughs> bandwidth for that. Like I, think I yeah. see, I was looking at something that's about uh, let's see thirty megabits per second for four K sixty FPS. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Google's going to have to do some 60. hard flexing on ISPs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's that. Yeah, if they didn't give up on that Google Fiber initiative, uh, maybe they'd make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least here in the U.S.
0: Well, yeah. Well, it turns out if you're going to roll out fiber to people's houses, you might want to put the cable less than uh, a little bit more than two inches under the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out during the winter, um, uh, you know, expansion and contraction happens. And the cable kind of just goes whoop, out of the ground. So that's problematic. Okay, uh, that's good. But Yeah. I, I don't this think company thought, wants to control
4: gaming for the rest of the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think
0: they thought that whole thing through very well. But anyways. Uh, so uh, let's see. The other feature is uh, crowd play, which uh, is basically like the, the streamer can set up a little queue and uh, people who are watching can jump in uh, to their game. Uh-huh. Um. Okay, that seems like a nice nice idea, except we're f- all familiar with the concept of stream sniping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this is going to go well. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't have to enable it, do they? No, they don't have to enable it. Yeah. But, yeah, so there's that. And it's a cool idea if you've got a good, you know, friendly community that you want to get in on and it's not too huge, you might yeah. be able to pull this off pretty well.
4: If they're able to get uh, the, the latency that they are proposing with this stuff, Mm -hmm. Like you would be so instantaneous that you might not be able to do it as much. Mm -hmm. You would just be able to see like where they're at. Yeah. But your reaction time to actually capitalizing on that might be uh, harder to do than like on Twitch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the latency is one of the the big negatives uh, in anything here because, well, it's physics. You
4: can't really fix that at least not yet. Uh, yeah, unless you're like a Google that has the money to put, you know, data centers all over the world.
0: Yeah. Oh, and it's like they don't have to put data centers all over the world. They already have data centers yeah. all over the world. That's the one big advantage that people keep forgetting is that they're not starting from ground zero.
4: No, they've been so, building this stuff up for the last fifteen years.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there's that, and they're doing stuff like, you know, the, the controller, which will link directly to the instance of the game that you're playing. I don't understand
4: of, how you just point it at the new device, and it, like, syncs somehow.
0: Yeah, well, it, uh, it's like your client will go, okay, I'm connected to this, and then it disconnects from that and connects directly, um, yeah, that. through Wi-Fi. So you're basically running two Wi-Fi streams, well, your your main device and the, the, the controller. Uh, which you know is a brilliant idea. It's mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to get you you know much uh, in the way of uh, a latency reduction, but yeah. when when you're dealing with something where you know tens and twenty milliseconds uh, can be felt, every little bit helps. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so
4: also Wi-Fi is not. You can get things in the way of Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unlike Bluetooth, which goes through. Uh, some pretty thick, like walls and such. Yeah, uh, which I I've seen recently. People talking about how the the DualShock Four over Bluetooth has better, uh, is better at like, uh, response times than even wired controllers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is I don't know how that works, but
2: yeah, that's pretty I'm not crazy.
4: Entirely sure, that's the case. But anyway, because I know that's one of the things they touted when they revealed the ps is, like. Yeah, we've done a lot of work making the, the response time on this stuff uh really good.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean it, I have no no complaints with the mm-hmm. DualShock 4. It works yeah. beautifully.
4: Yeah. yeah. And it seems like this service will work with pretty much any controller uh you have. Yeah.
0: yeah. So not their, just their uh, uh controller. Yeah, the controller is optional and yeah. you can use whichever controller you want. Which
4: looks use. fine. It looks a lot better than yeah. the the mock up that people made. Yeah. It's like, well, look how terrible this controller is. Like somebody else made that. Stop yeah. getting upset about this. It yeah, just looks like, looks, a, like uh, it looks like if you yeah. mashed a DualShock Four in a uh, Xbox One controller. Yeah. And then there's uh, a it's... there's a Google Assistant button in there, so there's a microphone.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so
4: there's there's a potential issue. If you don't want a controller <laughs> having a mic that might be on all the time. Yeah. Uh, what else? can like always pop up on the button.
3: controller and take it out.
4: <laughs> yeah. Or just not use it. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah. Use what you have that doesn't. Definitely doesn't have a mic in it.
3: Well, I mean, if you mm. don't, if you really don't trust Google, but you want the controller features.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If you don't trust Google, don't touch the service at all.
3: <laughs> it's true. Because mm.
4: there's a lot of baggage that comes with what Google does <laughs> that people rightfully are concerned about on mm. the idea of taking over games.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, okay, so there was that, uh, and then there's State Share, which is a very interesting little piece of technology that. Uh, allows you to uh, just basically package up the moment in gameplay where you actually are and send it out as a link to somebody else.
4: Yeah, essentially, uh, like, also, like, along with that is, like, any link to YouTube or on the internet could turn into a Stadia link.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Like, if you're linking to trailers, like, right at the end, it be like, hey, you want to play? Uh, the money part factors into any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll uh, talk about that a bit. Yeah, a but... Bit. Like that's that's a really cool part of it, but it also fits like with their YouTube thing, like because like when you if you're watching a video midway and you try to share it, oftentimes it'll have like the little t equals you know whatever timestamp you're at, yeah. And, yeah, and like you can share that stuff pretty easily. But that's also just pure code, yeah, URL code,
0: yeah. This will be like you're literally sharing the state of the game that you're in, yeah. So it's like and... storing
4: the information about the game to that degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It's basically a save state. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense compared to, like, YouTube. Yeah. But YouTube is obviously, like, a linear video versus, like, a game where it's, like, okay, you have all this information to save in one, like, link save state thing.
0: Yeah. Well, they're not going to be storing the the content. No, it's all on server
4: side, but it essentially creates, like, a, a reference link to it.
0: Yeah, which is cool. Um uh, you, you know, I've like uh, like you've talked a lot on uh, on shows about when games are like breaking and stuff and you're like trying to get a video of it. Yeah. And it's like okay, you hit the button and it's like okay, send that, that link to the developers. And it's like your shit is broken. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
4: That's the next step uh, up from having all your devices be able to record gameplay directly. Yeah. Yeah. To hey, here's the point where this game broke and the developer can be like, Well, what the fuck?
2: Okay, what did you do that
4: caused all this?
2: <laughs> what did you do? And,
4: like, work do? backwards.
2: <laughs>
4: How did, like, when I logged into Fallout 76, I logged in, uh, it basically started me, like, right near where my camp is. And I watched as the framerate went to shit as it started to load in my camp, like, piece mm. by piece, which is real weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and it reminds me of, like, that sort of thing, except it should be more seamless in this fucking shitty-ass game. hmm yeah. So there's that.
0: Um, then they announced a technology called Style Transfer, just kind of a development tool where you can start from a gray box world mm-hmm. uh, and just throw in like sample images with a an art style that you kind of like, and uh, with mis- Google's machine learning, it will kind of generate that style for you. I mm-hmm. um, oh, hey. I don't.
4: That's how you clone games real fast.
0: Yeah, it's how you clone games real fast. Uh, so I'm sure this will
3: probably be gamed very, very quickly. Hey,
4: let's make Wind Waker. Uh, let's put the Twilight Princess art style on it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> so, now uh, I can see all the copyright infringement going on with this. Oh, uh, there's this is this is a disaster waiting to
4: happen. Imagine but the it's moderation also very team they'll cool. have to have on this.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's...
3: Zero
4: that's sleep for them.
0: On. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Controller we talked about. And then uh, we only really got one confirmed uh, game that's going to be on there, which was Doom Eternal. Um, so... I think it, you can oh, great Yeah, because awesome. well, yeah, that was already the in the test. test. Yeah. Uh, so you can kind of infer that Ubisoft and Bethesda are probably in on it.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so there's that.
4: Which are two yeah. very... Ubisoft's always willing to jump on new tech. Yep. And if you need something to test your tech, uh, it will do that pretty well.
0: Yeah, because it will break your tech <laughs> very quickly. Whether it's
4: oh. your tech or their tech that they created. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, the the initial launch of Doom 2016 was kind of rough. Um,
4: Even like Rage it was like all mm-hmm. new tech they came up with. It's like, oh yeah, it'll work on PC and on all the consoles. And yeah, it's like, oh, not what? very
0: well, quote unquote, work. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's that, and then uh, yeah. So uh, AMD's got the uh, contract to do this. Uh, they're doing uh, the GPUs for it, which are basically about well, they're they're more powerful than an Xbox One and a PS4 Pro uh, combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a Radeon Vega, Radeon Pro Vega V340. That's in there. A lot of people are trying to compare it to a Vega 56. It's it's similar, but it's a little bit more higher end than
4: that. Yeah, I did like the uh, when they took a shot at Sony and Microsoft. I was like, and this number is bigger than these two numbers combined. <laughs> <It's like laughs> yeah, a, I don't know that that's necessarily like a simple math equation. How that's going to work? No, it, it's, it's no that sounds really, like
3: Atari math to me. Yeah, well,
4: that's like Microsoft the, math of late. It's been like we yeah. need the bigger teraflops. Yeah. Even if the games like Fallout seventy six show it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll make <laughs> yeah. shitty games on anything.
0: But yeah, uh, I, I do like how they uh went to some very uh, you know, some very creative depths to avoid mentioning Intel at all. Um uh, yeah, and that's probably because like the initial test systems that they're using are Intel based, but the final ones will all be AMD Zen based. Um so there's that. Uh, and then finally, we had uh, Jade Raymond on there, uh, and she was, uh, yeah, she seemed pretty excited about what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so there's that. So yeah, uh, we were left with a lot of questions, and uh, I, I just kind of want to get your thoughts. What do you guys think about this whole mess that we're looking at right now?
3: I don't feel like I'm the target audience for it, for sure. Like. Hmm. Okay. Just being a big sense of ownership guy, I don't feel like this is going to be remotely um, appealing in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also not sure if if they're even going to try directly competing with um, Sony or Microsoft or vice versa, because it seems like um, it seems like they're going in different directions with it and. Mm-hmm i As much as I like the idea of user and hardware not being so much of a factor from a pricing standpoint, I think it's a necessary evil just because it you know having the hardware yourself and having the software yourself um protects your investment. It gives you that sense of ownership, and you know whether you're playing the game in twenty nineteen or twenty thirty nine you put the game disc in, it should run. And mm-hmm. you don't get any such assurances if everything is on the server side.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. I mean, yeah. the server still has to be there for it
4: to work. And when you use a YouTube, you know, yeah. surfers can go just shit themselves at
3: times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in 20 years, is this thing going to be a paperweight? How much yeah. is it going to cost me then?
0: Yeah. And here's where uh, I think everybody missed everything. They don't charge for this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the reason there, – there were a couple of things that I picked up on while I was watching that show – the uh, presentation that um, I think everybody except for one Scottish guy missed. Uh, so Sindar Pichai started off the show and uh, – He kind of maybe got off on the wrong foot by saying that he wasn't really a gamer, even though he plays uh, FIFA 19, uh, he said, excessively. So I think that counts.
4: Yeah, Uh, and also a cricket game.
0: Yeah, and that cricket game, which nobody understands. He said it was like baseball, but better, but uh, I I don't think so. He was
4: like, what's baseball?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, so there was that. Uh, So while everybody was shitting on him for that remark, uh, he said one thing that was very, very telling. And his exact words were, we want to reduce the friction between becoming excited about a game and playing a game. I'll just let that sink in there because this is pure psychology. Mm -hmm. Uh, You put that button right where people can see it. They get hyped about a trailer. They hit that button. They're in the game. That's, that's the idea, and uh, of course, you know, then they can do things like, oh, well, uh, they could sell the game, but I don't think they do. What I think they end up doing is leveraging one of the things that Google is best at: ads.:
2: Of course, I think The
3: entire platform is going to be ad or gener- er, ad-based. Uh, I suspect part of it
0: will be. I imagine they're going to do some, some sort of tiers, but there will probably be a free tier, which is ad-supported.
4: Yeah, kind of like how Google is, or YouTube is right now. where you're yeah. going to watch 99% of it for free, but it'll yeah. splice in ads unless you're doing some ad blocker shit. Now mm-hmm. I figure they'll have ways around that. Uh, but I definitely <laughs> see this kind of being like, hey, what if we made a whole platform based around like the mobile gaming model? Yeah. Where the vast majority of those games are free because they want you to mm-hmm. jump in and be like, oh, this is neat. I'll download this and play it. And then, you know, hundreds of dollars later, hundreds of hours later, uh, you delete it, cursing the developer or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but instead of it being games of a mobile uh, gaming kind of budget and style and all that sort of basic stuff, uh, it can be mm-hmm. Ubisoft and the next Doom uh, and You know, all that sort of level of games where you think uh, Ubisoft is, you know, trying to get you to buy their premium currency stuff uh, now after you spend 60 bucks on a game. Uh, When you don't have to spend much to get into it, uh, they could go even further as well as using all the data that Google will provide them uh, based on like what you do and all that in the game, how much time you're playing per session. Uh, what you're doing in it that's, you know, if you're trying to avoid paying for stuff. Like a lot of the same data that mobile developers can get now uh, when they are like, oh, one of our biggest spenders likes this thing because Google can tell us that. Uh, you know, we'll make some content like that, mm. that they will be like, oh, shit, I'm going to buy that. Yeah. And Plus they could do things like,
0: you know, actually bake the ads into the game so you wouldn't even notice that they're there. Uh you know, like, uh, say you're in an open world game and you're in Times Square and there are billboards and stuff all over the place. and, and That would make it more you know,
3: atmospheric, there's... if anything.
2: Yeah.
4: Depending you know, on what they like... are, if it's like, uh, you remember Burnout Paradise, which had <laughs> Obama ads in it?
1: Imagine
4: if you're <laughs> yeah. playing, you know, Burnout Paradise 2 and all of a sudden Make America Great Again boards. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the, but that's the that's the great thing about this sy- system, since it's in the cloud. These ads could change, yeah, and you know three months of game time goes by that you know Trump yes. billboard goes down, and you know you get a Bernie billboard that shows up or whatever mm-hmm. or he gets uh, uh
4: Mitch McConnell billboards, or all of a sudden the Nazi people get a hold of the algorithms, yeah, like how so, google or YouTube
3: this, this is something that can go tits up very easily
0: oh yeah uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, this could go very badly, <laughs> oh <laughs> well, hey, so, here's yeah. uh never mind that.
4: Yeah, you know, we got a game about the post apocalypse brought to you by uh Alex Jones, I don't know. <laughs> Shit like that. Like lots of yeah. fuck there's a lot of fucked up ads on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh luckily yeah. I don't get much of those.
0: No, I don't see uh, any of them anyway. It tends time. to be
4: like uh movie stuff or game stuff uh but I also, if I know I'm jumping into anything sketchy as far as videos, I usually go incognito, yeah, like yeah. Oh, no sense tainting my uh actual account with this stuff
2: yeah.
0: um so there's one other thing uh and uh well, a lot of people have been focusing on the latency as being kind of a negative, and it is you know if not a deal breaker, gonna, yeah. Uh, You know, but everybody is like, it seems like they're focusing on the fact that, uh, you know, Twitch games like Fortnite or Apex Legends or whatever flavor of the year Battle Royale uh, game is currently popular. Uh, like that would be detrimental when uh, in a streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've ignored one very, very key fact, and it's about Miss Jade Raymond herself. What kind of games does she like to make? Mm. Oh. Yes, narrative-driven single-player game. Uh and that's where I think Google might have might actually end up having our backs uh in that uh what might be a detriment in some aspects um could turn out to be to make Stadia an ideal platform for what we actually want to play. Uh so, you know, it's 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 interesting. Because it could go horribly wrong, mm-hmm. and yet the everything is there for Stadia to be a massive success, uh, mm. apart from the internet infrastructure in the US, which sucks balls, yeah. but, you know. Uh,
3: and I still like, think like that's I something st- they're going to have to address in one way or another.
0: Yep. Well, there's not much Google can do about it. The only thing that they can do is get the, the service out there and get it to a point where People are playing it and then telling their friends that this is great. And then their friends are like, well, no, I, I can't play this it. Is well, you should, yeah, well, it's great over here. Maybe you should tell your internet provider that they suck. And then that's how we start getting back to net neutrality. Um, yeah. it, it may be a very subtle wedge in that direction. Um, who knows?
3: No, it would yeah. be a long road, though.
0: Well,
2: uh,
3: Google... Does does like elongate? Yeah, they they aren't afraid
0: of it. No, even though they do kind have like killed a bunch of stuff recently, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of which people seem to be making a very big deal about. Uh, But yeah, it seems this is one of those things where I think they're actually serious. Uh, The people that they have hired, you know, Jade Raymond, Phil Harrison. I mean, Phil Harrison was at Sony when uh, I think during the height of the PS2 and right when Sony got arrogant for the PS3. So he is very well aware of how badly things can go. Well,
4: you know about the area he was at Microsoft. Yeah. He was there for the, the announcement of the Xbox One.
0: Yeah. So he's been at uh, companies for both major fuck-ups,
3: so technically he would...
0: He one has would an encyclopedic knowledge of
3: what not to do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. Because that went badly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so yeah, I, haven't, I haven't heard anything from Dan Reb
5: here, so I'm wondering if he's still around.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, you
5: haven't... Uh, I was listening to everything, and yeah, I'm I'm completely in agreement. Um, I actually uh, pasted a photo in the chat of something that, uh, what's his name, uh, Shahid posted, who's very respected around the industry, and it says, it's just their tagline, Introducing Stadia, a new gaming platform from Google for playing AAA video games across all kinds of screens. And the thing that Shahid says is, if you reject 99.99% of game developers, the future of gaming is not you either. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that's big in its own right, because they're not really being inclusive of, you know, all of these talented people who could make a great game, no matter how big or how, how small it is. And, yeah, I mean, as as you guys have stated, that um, it was Doom Eternal and Assassin's Creed that were the big things there. Um, I actually got my hands on Assassin's Creed there, and it was pretty much what it was during the um, beta phase for the Google thing that they did last um, a- a- end of last year. Um, mm-hmm. And what I from 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 what I've played yet yeah, felt great, but they were definitely those granny textures that um, show up whenever you're playing with an HD stream. And you know the, the, that that while it supports the fidelity it wants to, at, at the end of the day, you're gonna be limited to what you have. And as we we've, we've all stated, the American internet infrastructure is not the best. So Hmm. But if there's anything that um, we can get a silver spoon from uh, the fact that um, Google has pretty much revealed their hands here and Sony and Microsoft are in a spot where we don't know where we we don't know what any of them will do. Um, When we were at at this point last generation with the PS3 and Xbox 360, we had an idea of what the PS4 and Xbox One could be. And um, here I'm just absolutely confused about what to expect in the future with both these companies
0: yeah we're at a very odd point aren't we because uh it's like the PS4 and the Xbox 1 i wouldn't say that they're they're dead platforms because mm. they're not no. i think there's still a good bit of life left in them uh so we could probably go another year maybe two in this generation but the the impetus is already there we're we're already moving forward uh and you look at you look at Stadia, and what they're effectively wanting to do is just kind of make the device redundant, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think Google's got a little bit of a messaging problem because they like in that screenshot that you posted there, they said AAA games, and yet they had Tequila Works up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they, they've got yeah, they have a communication problem. Uh, they need to really nail down what it is they're focusing on because I think they want everybody and their brother on there. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, we'll know more later this year. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. But
4: yeah. And it's an interesting platform because they were very much pie in the sky the entire time. That's yeah. in all these things like really cool ideas, but it's based on if they can pull it off. Yeah. And you know, we'll see. I, I think it's going to be probably a very modest launch. Because mm-hmm. uh, that would be the smartest thing for them to do. It's not go all out on it. Yeah. Uh, and, like, for me, like, you know, I need details. Because this was not a detail no, uh, but... uh, announcement. Was... No.
0: So was a get, this was, like, let's get developers excited about it type of announcement. Yeah. And I'm not sure they were successful.
4: Yeah. Uh, and, it, so... and it's an idea that you know everybody is working on sony's been working on theirs for uh several years now microsoft's been working on theirs for a while uh they're looking to get at least their like beta testing stuff up later oh, this year stadia is yeah. going to be later this year at some point yeah,
5: yeah. uh Actually, being there, I'll tell you that Stadia was definitely the biggest talking point between industry professionals and developers. But at the same time, um, the main question was like, um, how Google actually makes money out of it, and we probably won't find that out until the summer, once yeah. E3. Yeah.
2: And with, like, with, yeah,
5: with E3, the, the the only thing that we can guarantee is that Microsoft is supposed to put on a hell of a show. Yeah, and, yeah. With with the way that um their strategy, are supposed too. to put so on, on a show at, at all. all. <laughs> In you know, Microsoft looks like they're in it for the gamers and that's what we want to see. Uh Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, And it seems like uh, this is going to be very much like what has been going on with uh, the video streaming services uh, with Netflix, uh, Amazon, Hulu, uh, and all the networks kind of spinning off into their own services. uh, Mm -hmm. As we'll get, you know, the Google Stadia, we'll get PlayStation Now, Xbox, what's XCloud? EA has their own thing that they're doing. Uh, I don't know if Ubisoft is doing their own thing anymore.
0: Nah, uh, maybe, maybe not. they
4: streaming. They still do Uplay. But... Uh, does NVIDIA have their own thing?
0: Yeah, GeForce Now, they got that. Yeah. Although I don't expect that to go anywhere. Yeah. And since they've lost their major partner.
4: Yeah, and it's a lot of uh, questions up in the air because obviously Sony's probably not going to put their stuff on these other services. Microsoft's probably not going to put their stuff on these other services. EA's yeah. definitely not going to put their stuff on these other no. services. Maybe yeah. Microsoft and Sony's things. Uh, just as a third party that's worked with those companies for a long time uh yeah. google they typically like hold at arms length yeah uh, it, it's it's kind of
0: interesting i, I find cuz like if you if you look at playstation now and GeForce now or whatever uh on live a few years back uh these were all s- platforms and well some of them still are to, to some extent that uh they basically offer you instant access to the to a game that plays worse and looks worse and doesn't really give you any other advantage. Yeah. Whereas Stadia, yeah, it does have those disadvantages, but it's got positives as well. And that's yeah. that's the
4: It's it's gonna basically put it on the onus of developers to make games that work for streaming's uh yeah. latency and all that. Yeah. Uh, so I think they even said at some point they have fighting game developers working on stuff for Stadia. Oh. And that'll God. be interesting to see how that no. all works out. Uh, because it it might not uh be too bad when see, even the if the games developers actually...
3: work on it, the community will reject it like an incompatible organ. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. They will definitely fight against it at every chance they can. But
3: as well, no, all, all they have to do is not include them at events, and game over.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll well. it'll be interesting to see how some of that stuff works because uh, definitely Google's in a place where it's kind of you know put up or shut up. Hmm.
0: Yeah, they, they got a they really need to uh, start showing some more details and I'm sure they will yeah. over the coming months. And and you know and there's one other thing for me that just it it's kind of exciting because the potential for it is there. Yeah. Uh and one of the, one of the aspects that I've kind of been looking at is uh what if they can turn Stadia into like kind of the digital equivalent of a Smithsonian for gaming? Uh where they, they don't just have, like, the current-gen games, uh, but they also go into the back catalog and bring those in there. They bring emulators in there, uh, all of that stuff. It could—a lot of people say the Netflix of gaming. But... Yeah, it would
3: be a, a great message to existing third parties. You snooze, you lose. hmm Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, the the
0: Smithsonian of gaming is what I would really
3: <laughs> like to see. Yeah, I, I'd uh, almost rather see it become that than a, a legitimate fourth entry into the console war. Uh,
4: yeah. yeah. So, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all turns out because there's also like I mentioned before, like there's a whole bunch of baggage that comes with Google
2: and how they've oh, handled yeah. things
4: with with uh, respect to like how they. I uh, get data from you, how they sell it, adver- use it for advertising, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I have an Android phone and there's like uh, news feeds of stuff they try to present to me. is like things you're going to be interested in based <laughs> off of what I use Google for, which is to look up shit in the, the news for like Let's Weekend and all that. Mm-hmm. And I get like notifications like here's what's happened with uh, the Portland Trailblazers and uh, Detroit Pistons games. Like why the fuck do I care about that? and i have to go in and be like no i don't give a damn about these two teams fuck off uh and eventually it started getting better but still there's plenty of like bullshit in there Mm -hmm. uh but then there's also like youtube how they handle that stuff uh which has its own uh brand of baggage but also like how uh content id stuff works on there and how that might Mm. uh impact all this stuff
1: like yeah, will that...
4: games be able to have content ID uh, stuff with that where you might make a game that's maybe is an homage to other games and somehow gets mm-hmm. flagged and pulled down and becomes unplayable yeah, as a result. Even if you, all you do is like reference songs that you remix or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, there's a lot of stuff they have to talk about.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that uh, definitely needs to be clarified, but uh, I, I think the best thing that we could say is that at least it's not Facebook.
4: Yeah, but it's yeah. also mm-hmm. not a high bar to be setting Yeah, shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not an evil company.
3: It does take well, me to another evil. point that is kind of sitting in the back of my head because we're talking about a possible uh, fourth entry in the console market and I'm thinking, okay, fourth entry and you're not Sega? Go fuck yourself. <laughs>
4: Yeah, but Sega also very much would probably be on board. Yeah. Especially yeah. for like their PC stuff that's uh does pretty well, especially in like Europe.
3: That's true, but you that know what I mean.
4: Be, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. I get but you. I
4: think they yeah. they're very much becoming a multi platform company. Yeah. Uh with a lot of their stuff. And uh yeah, making that stuff easier to access for the average person <laughs> who primarily games through like mobile phones. Uh, that could be big for them, but yeah, it's like it's a lot of like uh, potential baggage. And it's like, oh yeah, remember how people have been complaining for the last what fifteen years about digital ownership? Here's mm-hmm. your end game on that.
3: Because <laughs> yeah, basically,
0: what you have with like
4: PSN and <laughs> Xbox Live and all that, like that's uh, that stuff like you actually own. You can access as much as you need to.
3: Until this is where support. you never
4: own anything to begin with. It's yeah. all on you know, Google servers. Oh, and it can be taken yeah. down. Unless you buy a license
3: zero ownership that. is completely acceptable with zero investment. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's all based on like how they handle, like, can you subscribe to the service? Can you buy things?
3: And then it, just it becomes a question of, games. um, how much is the box going to set me back? Yeah. It won't set you back. Anyway,
4: maybe I'll have to buy a new <laughs> TV with like the Google stuff in inside it. Like yeah. I can tell you, my TV is, like, 10 years old. It, it won't be able to do yeah. anything with any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you'll have to get, it's like, a, a Chromecast. Chromecast
0: or, or just use your laptop or whatever you want to do. That's, that's yeah. going to be one of the beauties of this One of the thing things I'll talk about is, like, everything.
4: the ability to spin up, uh, like, servers for, multiple servers for a game. So that you can essentially have it, like, not just have, like, one GPU to work with, like, several
1: Make a yeah. game that like
4: looks better than it could even on like the best PC out there, yeah. which seems cool, but also is like most devs are going to want to put their game on as many platforms as possible. And that's very much where it's uh, going to conflict with that stuff at times. Depending yeah, but how most devs it.
0: are also going to be doing a PC port, which is going to be going for those high settings anyway. When yeah.
4: um, so like, Google yeah. presented it, it was like it's going to be even above that. Anything mm. you get with the latest cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it's like oh, but also they probably eventually want to get to PS4 and Switch uh, mm-hmm. and it's like you're going to have to go way down especially if you're going for mechanics uh, and game design that specifically needs those extra that extra power <laughs> but it's also like maybe this eventually makes it onto the consoles via the YouTube app in a weird yeah, way it might.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: it's like uh, it's a lot of weird shit in there yeah. a lot of possibilities so- but also lots of Possibilities for bad stuff and good stuff. Yeah.
0: So, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good dis- good discussion, and uh, I'm glad I was able to uh, get that uh, little <laughs> my little speculation out there because it's been driving me crazy. All <laughs> uh, so. Alright, so with that uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast aggregator. Uh, You can also check us out at Uh, Smashpad.com Anthem Review, coming soon to uh, Smashpad.com webpage near you.
4: Yeah, follow us on Twitch, uh, Smashpad on there we're working towards getting affiliate status on uh, Twitch which allows us to get uh, subscriptions uh, do emotes and all that sort of weird stuff Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, definitely tune in, uh, subscribe, and uh, we'll be doing some tonight. I'll uh, we'll be doing something Xbox related. Yep.
0: Alrighty. Cool. Yeah, can uh, like you can install a game and uh, yeah, we'll, that. we'll and try to install
3: told that. You need more space and do more yeah. installing.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'll yep. install uh, Fallout seventy six. We'll install it again. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. So stay tuned for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so for uh, Patrick Mifflin, Brandon Perkins, Chris and Dan Victoria. I've been Filippo D'Onoffo, and we'll see you next week.